Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Self Center Podcast, your source for the nerdy and the beautiful. Me, John, the nerdy. Her, Britt, the beautiful. Now, if you say so. <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome. How are you doing this fine evening, Brits? Good. How are you? I I'm feeling pretty great. I'm excited about today's episode. But a quick little note before we begin is this is the first episode that I plan to actually have the theme picked out and um, kind of being used. So this one is going to be a little <laughs> later on than I want it to be because I need to find a theme. So whatever you heard before the beginning, that is the series theme, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. Um all that being said, however, in order to celebrate the release and finally us getting Cosmic Shake, we are going to be starting to talk about the SpongeBob, SpongeBob series. I love SpongeBob. So the first thing we got to do is we're definitely going to talk a little bit about general thoughts before we start in because we're going to be talking about the first two full episodes. I mean, we'll get back to something about that in a minute, but what are your general thoughts on Spongebob? I love Spongebob. I love Although, like Spongebob. I said, they did have a point where they, like, sucked there for a minute. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be fair about it for a minute and remind the listeners, like, okay, there is this weird consensus in the universe that it stayed bad for season on season on season. Like, maybe two or three seasons. And that's about it. That's about it. You gotta realize, I think it's on its, like, what, 12th season or something by now? Maybe even season 13. I don't they're remember. Making, they're making new ones every day, so I don't know what season they're on. Yeah, so whatever season they're on at this point, I'm fairly sure it's 12 or 13. I'd have to look, but it's not really time for that. There's only three really bad seasons, but I'm going to be honest, even in the worst seasons, there's always at least okay episodes. Right. However, when Spongebob really gets bad, it can be the worst cartoon you're going to ever see in your life sometimes. You know, the infamous Pet Sitter Pats, your One Piece, One Course Meal, and the Splinter, those... Those are all really horrible episodes with horrible plots. And I'm not going to go into them. Maybe someday we'll do a most infamous episode of Spongebob type deal where we look at the worst episodes. Keep in mind, all five of these episodes we're talking about make up the first two full episodes. We're only going to be referring to these as episodes because it would be really distracting to me not to call them episodes. Alright, so with that laid out, uh, Fritz, I think it's about time that we put up our Help Wanted sign because it is time to talk about Help Wanted. This is a really good first establishing episode for a lot of different reasons. It's not my favorite, but it's a really good episode. Honestly, 
its strength really lies in the fact that it doesn't require you to just believe that everyone's meeting each other for the first time. I do think that is a big mm-hmm. strength. I think it's annoying, like I said, when uh, characters are like, because they've played it out. Yeah. They've played out the whole character meeting character or character coming to town kind of thing. Yeah. And that is a pretty big, I hate the new guy in town trope, just from how much I have seen it done time and time again. They like to do that a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to be fair, they do actually bring a new character to town, I think. Hell, yeah, they do. And it's in one of these episodes we're going to talk about, but... They don't do it in an annoying way, though. Yeah. In fact, it's such an interesting thing that I'd even say that what we're about to talk about there is one of the best moments in the series. But going back to Help Wanted, there's a lot of kind of okay jokes here and there. The only ones I really think are funny is seeing all those sardines coming out of the bus (laughs) and... Then later they make right. waves and maroon. And SpongeBob flies in with his spatula. Yeah. Like, I love how they marooned Mr. Krabs and Squidward by tearing the little boat up. <laughs> that shit is all pretty funny. Oh, I love that. Um, the little opera-like music they play while SpongeBob is doing all the burgers and stuff is really cool. But... Honestly, it's a little forgettable in some ways, but it's definitive. Everyone knows it. (laughs) And it would kick off nicely. So, with that being said, let's talk about Reef Blower. Oh, the one where Squidward literally goes mad with power because it starts playing with the Leaf Blower. Right. It's not that one. Oh. So... This one is the silent episode. No one ever seems to remember this one, so... I don't know, then. I'm going to have to refresh your memory, most likely. It's the one where Spongebob has a reef blower, and he keeps on messing up Squidward's day without talking. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's not the one where Squidward goes crazy yeah, with that, power. That it's one's, the one that where SpongeBob keeps annoying him with the reef blower while he's trying to do his daily task. Yeah, because he's trying to get that little seashell off his lawn, but it keeps on messing up Squidward's day. <laughs> there is no talking in this episode at all. <laughs> and there's only one word of dialogue, but they use text to say it. It says you. But he points... And it says it as text. (laughs) Now, it kind of puts it in line with Looney Tunes or maybe a Tom and Jerry episode more specifically. Because it really does show how well they can do visual humor. I do think it lands, but I mean, there's not really much else (laughs) to say other than that this is the only silent episode I think they ever did of Spongebob. Right. And it's also one of the weaker episodes. It's a good one, but it's the one I've got the least to say about. Of course, I can't say nothing because I I like every episode, so I'm kind of a little biased. I mean, I love every episode. (laughs) Let's let's get something clear that all season one episodes I talk about, I do love. 
But I think Reef Blower does physically have the least to talk about in it because it's all just one joke and they're using visual humor only. And so it's probably a lot better for you to go see the episode to judge for yourself because it's just really hard to talk about. Yeah. Especially because we're we're kind of in an audio-only medium here, so... Exemplifying something that doesn't talk doesn't really seem <laughs> fitting. Um, I know I'm kind of not able to transition through these episodes smoothly, so without any other segue, let's talk about tea at the tree dome. So, this one and so the other the, where they go to Sandy's house for tea. Yes, this is the Sandy introduction. And remember how in the Help Wanted talk, I was talking about how I hate people coming to town for the first time? This episode personifies a good version of that. Like, how to actually do... Right. um, How to actually write in the characters, right? Yeah. It shows that who knows how long Sandy could have been there before Spongebob met her. (laughs) She seems to have been well-established... She has the tree dome, but it's a little farther off the beaten path, so... Right, it's not it's exactly in town. It's very believable that Spongebob would not know that. Right, I was gonna say, it's not exactly in town, it's kind of like on the outskirts of Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Um, and they don't act like they know each other in any sort of way. She, He watches her beat the crap out of a giant clam, if I think it was. I think so. And then... <laughs> she she's like trying to hold that clam open and he tries to go and save her from it snapping down on her and gets himself <laughs> caught and then she has to save him yeah i think she just karate kicked that thing into the moon didn't she she was freaking like it was yeah. thrown miles yeah, that's what she did. that shit was funny it was to me. funny she like gave it a good football kick and it started spinning real fast then she just Whacked it out of the we reality. We should think of another episode that we're not going to talk about right now because it's not part of this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, I really do love, I love how it. they just <laughs> introduce SpongeBob and Sandy, and I think their relationship. I don't even think, even if it wasn't in some kind of romantic way, I think their friendship is the best friendship in the whole series easily. Hey, they could have they could have made him get married later on in life. Well, if we counted Truth or Square, which I don't by the way because Truth or Square is shit, then there has been a canonically loose like what if scenario where they did get married. Yeah, but that was only for a play. Yeah. But honestly, I do think their friendship is even better than Spongebob and Patrick's. Because whenever Spongebob and Patrick get together... They do stupid crap. They do stupid crap. Um, Even though it's ultimately supposed to be Spongebob and Patrick being best friends, it's a very nice friendship. Mm -hmm. But in later seasons, you're going to find that when they get together, they cause havoc and really don't make people like them in any way. They are unlikable together eventually. 
Especially That's... for Squidward, because he always has to deal with them. Yeah. And so that kind of keeps me from thinking that is a good relationship. Like, literally, when I was a kid, I hated Squidward. And now that I'm older, I'm like, ah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Man, I, I, <laughs> I relate to Squidward, so I love Squidward. <laughs> He's actually my second favorite character in the series. <laughs> my first is Sandy. Yeah, mine... Mine is unapologetically early season Spongebob, though, because I do think that early season Spongebob versus modern Spongebob is a different character entirely. If you put them together, they're nothing alike. He actually had brains back then. Yeah. And a lot of people don't remember in these early episodes, Spongebob was a pretty crafty guy. He made lots of inventions to automatically dress himself. Like, if you just watch certain i think there's even one to feed gary yeah i mean he he shows off a pretty good tinkering side for a while there but they kind of just abandon it eventually um honestly this episode to which we kind of we went on a tangent there but tea at the tree dome is a really really sweet episode it really does set them up as best friends or just friends forever. I feel like there are some things where if you experience certain things, like maybe it be a traumatic experience with people, whether it be an unforgettable night, that's what this whole thing feels like. It feels like it is setting a friendship up for the rest of their lives. And it never fades away throughout the series, and I think it is a beautiful way to start it off. Okay, so Bubble Stand. Um, Bubble Stand is one of those episodes where stuff just kind of happens. I love Bubble Stand. That's the one where, uh, they're, uh, they got that little bubble stand and they're annoying Squidward because they keep blowing bubbles. Yeah, because Patrick can't blow a bubble. It's 25 cents a piece. And he offers lessons for 25 cents. Honestly... I think one of the best things about this episode, this episode, is its simplicity. I like, like, the part I like is where Squidward finally says, I want to try. Yeah. And then gives him a quarter, and then he doesn't do the technique, and he gets mad. Oh, yeah, and they, when they're he's trying like, to teach him the technique. He's yeah. like, technique, 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 technique. Oh, my God. And he screams and into the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this shows one of my favorite things that Spongebob writers do in this show. I do clamor for these kind of episodes where they just take one little idea. And make it into an even bigger idea. they just keep going with it and expanding it out in lots of ways. Like, for instance, Patrick can't blow a bubble. Spongebob uses the technique, which I think it's really funny. Even to this day... (laughs) Half of the things he does in that, like, (laughs) stamp on your right foot, don't forget it. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) Bellic thrust! (laughs) Woo! Okay, nope, not doing all that. But. (laughs) Either way, it's funny, I love it. (laughs) Then, of course, there was a moment near the beginning where Spongebob did the first thing where he blew really intricately. This was the first time in the series where I we like saw him do, I think he did the elephant, the caterpillar. And the boat. 
I think when he did the elephant, Patrick called it a giraffe, though, which yeah. it was supposed to be a funny thing about how dumb Patrick can be. <laughs> but that, for some reason, childhood story, I nearly freaking ran out of, I was crying, running out of breath, laughing at him calling it a giraffe. <laughs> I don't know why. It's because it was funny. It was the stupidest <laughs> thing. Looking back now, I have no All idea I did why was kind it hit of like, me so hard. Look at look at the screen, funny like. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I think I really should have done. But honestly, there's another part that was uh, funny too, and it was the part where the boat or whatever it was went through the window and blew up, and then uh, he uh, he opens the door and there's just a bunch of bubbles come floating out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. And he's just standing there like didn't. When he was screaming into the bubble like Squidward, didn't yeah. he like envelop his whole house and yes, himself? Yeah, and it started floating off. Yeah, I thought so. And they're like Squidward, Squidward, you Squidward, Squidward, your house, Squidward. Yeah. <laughs> so that was always just a really funny <laughs> thing to me. I don't, I don't know why, but like I said, it really goes to show with Bubble Stan that when you take something too simple. Sometimes that's all you need. You need just a little bit of fun, a little bit of magical experience, and you got it. You know, you don't... That's where SpongeBob, I think, personally, works best. <laughs> they don't need any intricate setup or deep story. Right. It's just a turn-your-brain-off-and-have-fun experience watching these characters go through a wacky scenario. It can't be more complicated, or else... Spongebob kind of falls on its face as a show. That's the kind of stuff that happened in the bad season of Spongebob, is they tried to go too big or too gross. Alright, sorry about that cut, guys. Um, We were kind of burning through the first five episodes so quickly. That we added a few more. Yeah, we added, like, two more episodes. The next one's my favorite. Now, this next one... Is a lot like the last one where there's actually a lot more to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot to say about the next two after that too. So there's now a total of seven episodes and it covers all the way up to the third full episode. So now mm -hmm. season one, episode one, two, and three are all on this episode. Sorry mm -hmm. if it's confusing. But <laughs> we were burning through them quickly. Even though there is and a lot to so say. So we had to add a few more, but... Yeah. But honestly... Ripped Pants is my favorite. Ripped Pants is a masterpiece of a Spongebob episode. For a lot of reasons. See, like, on the episode, he kept going to the beach... Or he was at the beach, and he kept, like, ripping his pants. Until finally, uh... Did it too much, and... People stopped thinking he was funny. They thought it was annoying. And people And they got upset because he, uh... He faked he, his death, yes. I think, right? Yeah. Yes. Now. He faked drowning. And it really upset Sandy. Yeah. Now, I call this a masterpiece of an episode. And it's, it's right up there with Band Geeks for me because of one reason. It shows every strength <laughs> that SpongeBob has as a show. It's <laughs> funny. It's charming. It has an amazing music number, which this I show. I love that music number. This show can have some damn good music sometimes i do like that song that they have on that episode it's awesome yeah. um 
it has a moral, which I think this might be the first moral episode where there is something to learn from it to take with you. You know, you learn something by watching this episode, personally. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I love that episode. And the visuals are hilarious at times. (laughs) Like the pants that walks off. Basically, the pants say, I'm done, and they leave. Yeah, because they're like, sorry, you're on your own. (laughs) They just get up and walk away. Yeah. We blew it, pants. What do you mean, we? Yeah, he's like, what do you mean we? And then he walks away. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to break this episode down a little more than the, all of the others because there's a lot to say here. So first of <laughs> all, the visuals. Now, there is a lot of cool stuff to see in this episode. It's a very visually busy episode. In fact, <laughs> if you want to, I would suggest that you take about two or three viewings of this pretty close together and see all there is to see here because there's a lot of pretty visuals and really good episodes um this starts off with spongebob playing with sand with sandy which is a little ironic but Mm -hmm. there's lots of cool stuff he mocks squidward with Mm -hmm. a big giant phone made out of sand oh is that this one where he mocks him and he says uh he says something that squidward would say and he says well, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember. They do a lot of puns. This might, I might be thinking of a different one, but it was funny yeah. as well. They do a lot of puns with sand in this by making sand into all sorts of different fun shapes. <laughs> and it just looks really funny and cool. Now that I think about it, the one I was thinking of is the one where they were surfing, but oh well. Um, the plot is pretty good. It's got a I good think... storyline. I think that the um, characters getting a little upset about the ripping pants thing. They don't do it enough to make the episode itself annoying. Right. But they do it just enough to where you understand why the characters are getting annoyed with it. The moral, of course, is just be yourself and everyone who needs to like you will like you. I mean, it's a good moral (laughs) for kids to learn that, like, you just gotta be yourself. It's a lot better moral than most of the new cartoons as well. Yeah. That are coming out. And, of course, the number one thing to talk about in this episode is the Rip Pants song. I I love that song. It was so, so memorable. I mean, it has lived rent-free in my head for all these years. It's the one where it says, uh, when when Spongebob, or no, it's when Big Glary came just to put him down. Then Big Mary came round just to put him down. SpongeBob Sponge turned into a clown. And no girl ever wants to dance. With the fool who ripped his pants. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love enough, that song. you know what that song always puts me in the head of now that I'm older? It sounds like a Beach Boys song. It does. But it's so good for I, I was gonna say it does. I like the Beach Boys though. The aesthetics are nailed. The well, actually, song I like is the song for that awesome. <laughs> and I do think that it definitely—it's not the best song in the series. Everyone no, it's knows. not the best song in the series. Everyone knows that the Band song. Geeks song yes, is the most awesome. That one was awesome. Like spoiler alert on if you wanted to know my favorite song later on. Sorry, it's the one from Band. 
movies. That's my favorite. It's everyone's favorite. The other, so, or the the one from the uh, Rich Pants is awesome though too, but it's yeah. not my favorite. Yeah, it's far from the best though. <laughs> like SpongeBob, it is a really good one though. It it's always had good music, anyways. I mean, even down to background music. Even down to the theme song, I love the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> also, they do use a lot, like. In fact, I think you know this one is uh, some of the Mr. Crus- Mr. Krabs themes. One is based on um, uh, What Will We Do With a Drunken Sailor, which is I really freaking song. funny. I love that song. Um, and just all the background music is awesome. It makes you get right in the same mood the characters are. Right. Whenever it's something they're doing silly plays the it plays a really fun and playful tune. It makes you feel how they feel at the time. Yeah. The music in this whole show is very of the moment. It will make you feel exactly how it wants you to. <laughs> and honestly, that's about all I've got on Rip Pants even though it is a masterpiece. I do think it is one of the best early season SpongeBob episodes for all sorts of reasons. For every reason possible. Oh, yeah. It, like I said, this is the first episode where it got so good it's not even funny. This is the first episode I where episode. it became SpongeBob as a show. And now, since we're pretty much done with talking about that episode. Let's talk about one of Spongebob's best interests in life. Jellyfishing. Jelly <laughs> so jellyfishing, it's a very kind of, this is the first one where I think I don't perfectly remember the episode. I just remember the episode. You know what I mean? Because there's a few like that for me because I haven't seen the like first season in such a long time. No. For those of you who don't remember, because it's it's a very generic... This is the first generic episode, I think. Um, so this is actually the one where Squidward um, is in a body cast, jellyfishing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I call this a generic episode because everyone seems to remember it, but the title... Mm-hmm. I really wish they would have named it something else. I really do. This is the first episode title <laughs> where I really... I had to I remember look this one now. to see which one this one was. I remember this one now because he goes after the uh, a jellyfish that stings him. Yeah. <laughs> For revenge. For reference, jellyfishing... The first five episodes we talked about, when you see the title, you know which episode. This is the first one where I actually had to make sure that this is what it was. I couldn't remember what it was until I started reading a little bit on the information. Yeah. Of course, this also brought to mind the visual where they stab him uh, Squidward's Uh, hand through. Yeah, because he's like, firmly grasp it in your hands. And then it drops, he's like, firmly grasp it in your hands. And he stabs it through his hand. And then finally, the third or fourth time, he like stabs it through him. I'm like, Ugh. That made me cringe even as a kid. It made I was me cringe because just... I'm like, oh, my oh. hand. <laughs> that makes my hand hurt. <laughs> uh, this is one of those moments where Patrick was trying to help. and This was a good time to mention. 
Patrick is now kind of a cruel character. I really don't yeah. like modern Patrick. He's a, a little rude now. Yeah. But back in the day, you gotta bring yourself back to the day where he was ultimately harmless. He was just really stupid. There is a difference. Now he's a little smug and he uh, He does act like a total jerk. Jerk. Like, if you guys don't know the difference between blind stupidity and being a jerkwad, trust me. Watch a season one episode. Then go to season seven and yeah, watch, watch the first the season one episodes where he was nice, and then go skip to the like skip right to down the to seven. seven, and you'll see how much of a jerk he's become. Yeah, and they always try to play it off as him just being stupid, but no, no there's even an episode. Stupidity doesn't have nothing to do yeah. with it. Because there is an episode where I can prove it. It's the one where he gets that Mermaid Man card that he was going to give to SpongeBob. He literally says in the episode in canonical words, You know me, SpongeBob. You can't just expect my usual brand of stupidity. Now, you cannot tell me that he's not at least a little aware of himself there. He clearly knows he's being a nuisance and does nothing about it. But right. now we're just, now I'm just ranting about something I hate about modern SpongeBob. So <laughs> let's get back to jellyfishing. So this is the first appearance of the queen jellyfish or any other jellyfish other than the generic ones. And I think it's a pretty fun little episode, but it really does not stand on its own two legs in terms of just remember, telling you what happened. I remember what one it is now, because it's the one where, like I said, he uh, he basically pisses off the, the queen the jellyfish, queen jellyfish yeah. because he's sitting there banging the little jellyfish against, against the queen jellyfish's yeah. side. I think what ends up getting him in that body cast in the first place... Is a bike accident. Is a bike accident that throws him over a cliff or something. So they try to help him, like, cheer up by taking him jellyfishing. And that gets him zapped. And then he's really mad and trying to get revenge on a little jellyfish. Yeah. One of the most notable jokes out of this one is at the end when they bring <laughs> him the jellyfish he caught. And then he sicks it on him. <laughs> He lets it out and lets it go and sting them. And then the queen <laughs> jellyfish funny. reappears and zaps him one last time in the episode. <laughs> now, this is a lot like Leaf Reef Blower, where it's a good episode, but this yeah. one does have a very weak it's, presence it's to talk sad, about. It's kind of sad, though, because at the end he's like, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little sad there's not much to talk about in this one that's right. really all that great, but honestly, we now get to talk about Plankton. <laughs> now, longtime viewers of the show do know who Plankton is, but we're going to go backwards a little bit and remind you a few things about so him in is... these early days. I love Plankton. <laughs> Plankton used to have a much darker voice, a much deeper voice, and he used to be a lot more maniacal. He used to actually be a villain. I wish he was still, because I liked him better as a villain. Yeah, and honestly, he still is a bad guy. He just don't have that 
He does, there's something he's missing. Lost, he's lost a lot of his edge. You I was going to say, now there's something missing, though. It's like, like it's like, oh. They've let him It's not team really that much up. of a threat now. Yeah. I do think it's really nice that they show a more human side to him every once in a while. Like, caring for Karen and loving her, you know, being uh, her but husband. He's lost his and edge, all that. though. But yeah, like in this episode, you get to see him take out the record player for the first time while he's in SpongeBob's brain and play the little record. Um, uh, and it was the ABC song, but then he flipped it over. And it was that maniacal theme he used for the first few episodes he <laughs> appeared in. Now, like I said, this this was a pretty cool one because... He takes control of SpongeBob's mind using um, uh, a little controller that plugs straight into his brain. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool little way. I didn't understand how that gave SpongeBob um, uh, super strength because he punched through Squidward's wall, but with like it's nothing. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like, what does that thing actually like? Does that thing have superpowers it gives you or something? Because I didn't understand. That. <laughs> but I do think it works for the episode. Honestly, the crabs and plankton rivalry was still really good back in these days. <laughs> and it wouldn't get stale for seasons to come. I mean, nowadays, they kind of overdid the stealing the Krabby Patty thing. But I do think that they really should return to much more basic versions of stealing the Krabby Patty. They're doing really stupid ones now. <laughs> right. And I think that's where I take issue with Plankton as a character for a little while, but he does get better again. But there there was a point where he really was just a one-note, like, I just want to steal the Krabby Patty formula character. <laughs> that's all he ever did. Now... As much as I wish I could say more. He gets trapped in his computer. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the funniest thing is when he gets analyzed instead of the patty. And it says, Plankton. 1% evil, 99% hot gas. <laughs> <laughs> that part was funny. Oh, man. It, it's, a, it's a great episode. He was Honestly, stuck inside a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> and Karen, now, I think this was, no, let me look at the, yeah, just because I do think this is the first time we saw Plankton and Karen, not just one mm -hmm. or the other. He had never been around in the series right. yet. The good thing is, is that everyone, just like in the first episode, everyone kind of was aware of each other, except SpongeBob didn't know who Plankton was. Then again, he had just now started working at the Krusty Krab, so it is a little right. believable he, that he wouldn't know. He was just now getting to know him. Yeah, this is the first like time he went See, to steal the formula when SpongeBob was there. The thing I like about SpongeBob is uh, every time they've introduced a new character, they didn't do it in such a way that it was annoying. Yeah. Every character is established into the series in a very organic way. And I think that's a strength of the early seasons. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't just keep adding new characters forever, but I do think some of my favorite episodes are the ones where they establish characters because they do work very well, I think. Right. 
Um, honestly, unfortunately, I think that's about all we've got for this episode. And um, pretty much the podcast. So, quick little thing is, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Like I said, the new theme has been added to this episode. And when I go to release the, the podcatcher episode versions, it will be in episode one and two in those versions. So, hope you do like the intro music. Um... And I think that's and thanks about for it. watching Thank or listening or whatever watching. you want whatever you want to say. <laughs> watching, listening, whatever. Thank you for watching our radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Please listen to the visuals. <laughs> Either way, my name has been John. That has been a Brits, also known as our mom. Crazy person. We'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> We're so bad at outros. <laughs> Why are we always so bad at outros? Oh, no. Good lord. We're, we're not good at openings either. Look, we're, we're, we still haven't even ended this. I don't even know why we're still talking. <laughs> Anyways, see you next time. By the way, you guys are still listening to this? Weird. <laughs> uh.